Welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams with Ford Taylor. Ford, look at you uh, making a visit to the great state of Ohio. I'm right here in the in the big city of Kettering. I guess most people would call it Dayton, Ohio. Uh, loving my time here. It's a it's always good to see you, PW. Always good. Ford, back at you, my friend. We've got a uh, a, a great podcast today. You know, sometimes. I like it better when uh, we don't plan and we just go. And uh, I think uh, we've got some good stuff. And I think very relevant to the times that we're in right now. And um, I know Ford's got his pen and paper out. for So for all you listeners that have access to a pen and paper, there will be nuggets of gold dropped during this podcast today. I'm sure of it. Well, PW, I think most of our listeners know that most of the time, you don't necessarily tell me what we're going to talk about before we get on here. And you've made it real clear today that this is going to be a complete surprise. So let's do this. Well, Ford, I think in this 2021, you know, we don't like to give the exact dates or talk about exact news because someone might uh, stumble upon this six months from now. But um Let's just call it 2021. Let's call it summer 2021. And there's two things about transformational leadership. Ford, before I get going, uh, you know, tell our listeners uh, who we are and what the heck we're doing here. Well, PW, we've been doing this thing called TL, transformational leadership for years. And last year when everything got shut down and we, we couldn't get out to people to do the training, the consulting that, that our team does, we were getting requests, you know, what can you do? And so we started this podcast. So hopefully people, you know, regionally and in our country and globally, that we're able to still give them some, you know, practical implementable tools to get through, in this particular case, some pretty tough seasons. So that's what we're trying to do is to keep helping people in a time that we couldn't get to them. And the response has been pretty good. So we've just continued on, even though we're out getting back to people again. Well, Ford, I don't know what order to put these phrases in that I'm getting ready to drop on you, but let's start with the word excuse. And we're trying to raise up leaders. And our definition of a leader, if you have influence over one or more people, that could be in your family, in your workplace, uh, on your job, uh, on the sports team, that makes you a leader just by definition. So the word excuse. It seems to me, Ford, and please correct me if I'm wrong, as we go deeper into these times, we're in a lot of excuses on why teams are underperforming, why leaders are not leading at the level they should be leading at. And when you and I met very early on, uh, it was clear to me that look in the mirror, right? get that piece right first. You're not able to lead a team. Uh, or an organization until you get right personally. So that was a challenge that you threw down to me, and I thought it was awesome, and it's been awesome ever since. But the excuse word, where, wh- why so many excuses in leadership? And more than that, Ford, why do we pass the blame so easily instead of looking inward? Why do we continue to look outward and not inward? Well, you know, we say an excuse is a public declaration that we failed after we tried something and it didn't work. And that means that we've declared that there's some reason it didn't work. And very seldom do we declare that I'm the reason, you know, I'm, I'm one that didn't work. And so an excuse is, is very simply that we blame somebody else or something 
or something not going well. You know, when we talk about that word influence, you know, I talk about five areas of influence. You know, one is influencing up, which would be to your boss or your parents or your sports coach or uh, any of those areas. Uh, one is across, which is to your peers, the, your classmates, your sports teammates. Uh, one is what we call down. It'd be your employees, your students, your sports team, your, your classroom students. But there's two others that I think a lot of people, when they think of influence, they don't really think of this one. And, and this one is super important. And that's the influence that we have with ourselves. And when we learn not to make excuses, what happens is we learn from that failure. And when we learn from that failure, most of the time, we don't make the same one over and over again. But as long as we're excusing, you know, or making excuses for something that didn't work, we can tend to make the same mistake over and over again and keep trying the same thing over and over. You know, what we talk about, if we keep thinking this way, we keep feeling this way. If we keep feeling this way, we keep acting this way. If we keep acting this way, we keep getting the same results we've always gotten. And we all know that's the definition of insanity. Uh, but as long as we keep excusing and blaming everyone else, then we actually become part of the problem. And when we don't make excuses, we become part of the solution. And in PW, you know, I, I, I'm a man of faith and I believe we have influence with God. And sometimes because we're always making excuses, we probably lose the influence on ourselves. And who knows, maybe even that influence with God. Or from a leader's perspective, this is a rhetorical question, but man, do leaders realize uh, the the influence capital they're losing with their teams? Their people know they're making excuses, right? Uh, they don't have the heart to call it out. Hey, boss, that's just an excuse, right? Let's get to the genesis here. Let's get to the real issue. Do they yeah. realize that when they can come clean and be transparent and and be humble with their teams, the growth, the explosive growth that comes from that? Yeah, PW, most, most don't know that. You know, we, as we talk about this thing in our brain called the hippocampus, you know, these things that have happened to us in the past and, and, and then there's, a, you know, something happens and there's an outcome, something happens, there's an outcome. And then later, you know, something happens and we automatically assume it's going to be the same outcome. Uh, and, and because of that, we have a lot of lies in our brains. And one of those lies is if I'm vulnerable and transparent with my team, they won't respect me. You know, they won't think as much of me. And it's really 100% the opposite. You know, when leaders step up, and, and I call it having the courage to be humble and the humility to be courageous. But when leaders stand up and say, this one's on me. You know, I blew it. I hope you, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Will you forgive me and hold me accountable? It's amazing how their teams just 100% rally around them. And, and the lid comes off. You know, companies grow. Uh, families have better relationships. Marriages get better. Kids respect their parents even more. Uh, but, but because, you know, congregations, they respect that pastor who doesn't act like they always got it right or making an excuse of why something's not working or why the church isn't growing. And, but my point is, if they knew what would happen if they knew the truth uh, of what that vulnerability and transparency, that, that courage, that courageous humility, that humble courage, uh, I, think, I think they'd all jump on that train if they just could taste it one time. 
Ford, could you share a story around uh, in one of your many leadership roles where instead of making an excuse or passing blame on that you were able to do exactly what you just explained, maybe give us a real-time scenario and what the result of that action uh, actually turned out to be. Well, PW, you want something like personal or you, you want a business? I mean... Yeah, I think in one of your business roles. Okay. Well, I mean, there there were times and there are times that, you know, I'll want to make a decision and, and I'll make that decision, uh, not often anymore, but sometimes without taking feedback from the team. And normally, you know, I, I fully believe you take feedback from your team. And if you are the boss, after you take that feedback, you still have the functional responsibility to make the decision. But sometimes I'll get out ahead and not realize that I'm out ahead, and then I'll do something, and, and, I'll, and I'll lose the trust of the team because I got out ahead of them. It wasn't necessarily that I did something or made a mistake necessarily, except that they weren't aware of it. And all of a sudden, I might be up teaching something, and some of our teams there that, that are certified trainers, and they're looking at me like, well, we've never heard you teach that before. And so I have to apologize to them to say, you know what, I... I, I didn't bring you up to speed before you saw that. And so, and as simple or as small as that may sound, it, it's a trust issue. It, it's not a, and, if, and again, if I didn't say I'm going to take feedback, then I, then it's okay. I don't, I don't have to take it. But if you say that you really believe it's important and then you slip up one time and you don't take it before you start. Um, and so that's one I have to really keep a, a really, really close watch on. Uh, you know, another one is, you know, we have this tool that we teach on whether or not you're a good listener. And I'll never forget when I took that, that assessment the first time. I, you know, I was pretty proud of myself on my listening skills. You know, I was like, yeah, look at me. And then I took it again in light of being busy. You know, how well do I listen when I'm busy? And, and, and PW, I cried. I, I couldn't believe what a bad listener I was, you know, when I'm, when I'm extremely busy. And so I shared with the team, you know. Guys, when I'm busy, I don't, I just flat don't listen well. Uh, and I'm sorry and hold me accountable, forgive me and call me out. You know, let me know if you think I'm busy and I'm not listening, let me know. So as small as some of those things may seem, they're actually, they're actually big. Ford, I get a lot of feedback uh, on our podcast. And uh, before we go on to the next part of this, particular episode uh boy what an amazing job your team has done with the fordtaylortalks.com website all kinds of tools uh written spoken a great job by you and your team um anything you want to share around that why we you don't like to plug stuff but uh it is really cool you know what they've done there well like i you know me i tell people I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a talker, not a writer. So, you know, Sally does all the writing. <laughs> and so, and I'm thankful for her. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was with a client in Dallas. And, you know, two of our daughters live in Dallas. And so the client invited them to join us for dinner. And they invited some of their friends, you know, just to introduce and tell them what they were doing. Uh, and in the middle of it, Quincy, my daughter, brought up the podcast you know, the Ford Taylor Talks podcast and website. And the president of the company looked at me and goes, 
you got a podcast? And I said, uh, yeah. And of course, then my daughter says, you all ought to listen to it. It's really good. And she looks at me and she goes, dad, you've got to start telling people about this. And I, I said, nah, Quincy, that's just not what we do. But, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the team that for you and for Sally and the people who put all the hard work in because, you know, I kind of just, just get to show up and, and, and have fun with it. So, but again, it, it's really about uh, making tools, you know, implementable, practical thoughts, processes, tools that people can use. I mean, that's what it's about. And people go on there. I mean, it doesn't cost anything, you know, to, to grab those tools or listen to the podcast. So it's not about the money or, or any of the things that a lot of people might make it about it. It really is our, our heart's desire to help people get through something that they might not know how to get through. That's good stuff. Ford, we're talking about excuses and, and the impact that excuses have on personal growth, uh, on team building, on building trust, uh, on your relationships. We could go on and on. But tie these two together because in TL, we spend a, a good amount of time talking about personal responsibility. And I think excuses and personal responsibility kind of they're kind of cousins. They go hand in hand and one feeds off the other one, some good and some bad. Yeah. So, so one of the things that, that we try to share with people, you know, is pick an area in your life that if you changed it, I mean, just acknowledge it. You know, if I changed X, I would be a better Y. You know, for example, if, if I could deal with my anger, I'd be a better dad or a better spouse. But whatever it is, you know, if I'd eat healthier, you know, I would have more energy. Uh, let's don't go there because now I'm stepping on my own toes. But but if you pick an area uh, in your life that that you say I acknowledge that area is something that could be worked on, it could be improved. Uh, you know, and, and again, when we talk about this, you know, transformation. I just want to be sure our audience understands it. It it, it it's from the Greek word metamorpho. It means more to metamorphosis. It means change. I'm working with a client right now in South Carolina, so I just got back from, and and a lot of their employees were coming up to me at a at a morning meeting and and basically saying thank you for what's going on in their company, and and I shared with these employees, I said, you know, this company's there. You've heard the term go from good to great. This company's not going from good to great. They're just going from great to greater. I mean, they're just unbelievable, and and so. When you, when you talk about this and you talk about that thing that if I changed it, I mean, it could be something really deep and dark or it could be something pretty light that if you change it, it would completely overhaul your influence with somebody. So what is that thing? You pick it and then you say, can I accept responsibility for hanging on to that? You know, when I did this over the sexual abuse, you know, I wasn't saying it was my fault that I got sexually abused, but I was saying I'm an adult, I'm hanging on to the lie with that, the pain with that, so I had to own it. And so first of all, we see it, second, we own it. And then I tell people that third step is, you know, write out an action plan to go change it, to go go do something about whatever that is, and then share that with somebody and ask them to, you know us, we we talk about bumper buddies, share it with somebody that you love and you trust and they love and they trust you, and they help you make that change because change is uncomfortable. you know, we, we crawl back when we get uncomfortable, but if we have someone on the road with us to make the change that we say we want to make, our odds of, of making it go way, way up. And then our influence in whatever that area is, whether it was our family, our work, our neighbors, our church, our sports team, our influence now goes up there because we've improved that area. 
Ford, as we uh, as we land the plane on this episode, personal responsibility. Uh, I've done a lot of reading in the last 45, 60 days about young adults going into their marriages, hanging on to things that happened in their families, something that happened with their dad, with their mom, with that parental uh, units, maybe a divorce or something like that. I mean, when is enough? Uh, when is enough enough where people have to draw with a Sharpie pen a line and saying, I'm moving forward from here because I have to be personally responsible for my life. Right. Well, PW, you know, our brains are not really on average, they're fully developed at 26 years old. And so I'll, I would make the case that up until 26, and again, some people might be 25 and others might be 30, but on average, I would say up until the brain is fully developed as an adult, I'm not going to really hold people accountable for hanging on to some stuff uh, as a child because their brain still thinks like a child. But once our brain starts thinking as an adult from that day forward, it's completely up to us what we hang on to, uh, whether it's divorced parents, it's sexual abuse. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all those junior high kids that called you fat. So, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those kids, you know, it's those sports coaches that made fun of you because you couldn't run very fast. Uh, you know, it's the people that, you know, the, the in crowd that rejected you and didn't let you be a part of it. I mean, all those things that happen when we're growing up, it's up to us to deal with them once we become an adult. And once that happens, I, you know, as you know, change seldom occurs until the pain is staying the same exceeds the pain of change. The PW, we're finding over and over again now around the world, thousands of people that when they have the tools, when they have the ingredients, practical, implementable, people are able to make these changes before they feel like they're forced to. And that's, that's what encourages you and me and our team. I think that's what encourages us to keep going. Ford, we uh, spent some time on our tagline and uh, we went back and forth and kind of like sitting around the old family table and playing games and someone's got an idea and we started talking about it, but we landed on lit and lit means to love and influence and eventually transform. And it's, man, it's a spider web and it, it has so many different uh, arenas and genres and subject matters that we try to touch, but um, it's solid. Thank you for landing on getting lit and staying lit. And that's what we're trying to do on this podcast uh, each and every episode. Well, thank you, PW. You know, my oldest daughter is the one when I was trying to tell her what we were trying to do. Uh, I actually had them the letters, but she's the one who said, come on, dad, just call it getting lit. But, um, you know, and again, you brought up my website. I, I for the first time last year, published publicly uh, what my personal vision, uh, personal purpose and purpose, personal uh, mission statement is uh, I'd never really published those things per, um, publicly before. And in that mission statement, you know, I, I say in the question we ask in your mission statement is what are you willing to do that others may not be willing to do to fulfill that vision uh, and that purpose. And as you know, mine is that uh, I'm willing to walk out everything we teach and love and forgive unconditionally and be dangerously transparent. And so when we know what it is we want to accomplish, uh, we know why we want to accomplish it, 
and we say, you know, I'm willing to set apart and do something that others might not be willing to do, we have a chance of doing that. But, but deep down, you know, when we love and when we forgive, uh, we actually start feeling loved and feeling forgiven. And then all of a sudden to be able to do that unconditionally uh, becomes much simpler than most people realize. Great stuff, Ford. As we uh, uh, wrap this episode, thank you for all you're doing around the country and around the world. I know you're, you're now looking at your schedule to uh, try to figure out when you're going to go back international. I know that's uh, you know weighing heavy on you. Uh, you're doing these things remotely. So uh, thank you to all of our listeners. And uh, visit ForTaylorTalks.com. Uh, blessings and truth. Lose the excuses. Take personal responsibility for our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. And get lit. Let's do it. Let's get lit. Love, influence, transform. And once we get lit, let's stay lit. Thank you for listening to this episode of Four Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com. Oh, 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 oh,